Welcome back to the Get Out of Porn Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. In this week's episode, I want to take a look at finding the right therapist. I talk a lot about the need for therapy, why it's important, why somebody should pursue going to therapy for sex addiction, for porn addiction, because when you're working through these emotional issues, as you've if you've been listening to my podcast, you know some of this is really tough to work through on your own, to process certain traumas and, and certain things, to do IFS, to do the brain spotting, to do the reparenting, to do the things that really can help somebody process through, even somatic experiencing. Those are trauma techniques that are, in my opinion, very necessary for somebody to work through the trauma they've been through and not just not just any therapist. You're looking for specific therapists who can help you and not just do it on your own either. Some people think, well, you know, I can look a few things up online. I'll write a letter to this person. I'll do, you know, this for that. I'll, I'll learn how to reframe things or to change my mind or just to forgive somebody, you know, forgive my abuser, whatever it is. All of those things are not usually good uh, or good enough, I should say. Some of those things can be good, but, you know, what's the problem with forgiving somebody ahead of time? Some people think, well, I'll just work through my trauma. I'll forgive my parents. I'll forgive the abuser. I'll forgive whoever it is. But if you haven't processed through the emotions fully, then what you're doing is you're forgiving the abuser, but your younger self, little Joe, you know, my my little Joe is still very angry. He's very upset. I haven't sat with his emotions at all. Matter of fact, I have buried his emotions. I don't want to feel hurt. I don't want to feel anger. Uh, I don't want to feel all of these things that are bubbling up inside, and so I would rather just forgive the person, blanket forgive them. Well, now I have this back and forth in my mind and inside inside of me as to my younger self is really hurt, and my older self is like, well, just forget about it. Your hurt isn't valid. This will come out in other areas, and it will make the addiction that much more difficult to overcome because you're not sitting in your own emotions, in little Joe's emotions, who was very hurt. So when people try to process their own things without going to therapy, sometimes it works, a lot of times it's disastrous. And a lot of times, if they don't deal with the with the trauma at all, even if they don't try that, then they white-knuckle change it. Well, I'm just going to push through this, and it's really all about me developing a better sense of self-control. No, no, not really. It's not about self-control. It's about, maybe occasionally, uh, especially if it's not a, a very common addiction, like if you're watching it, once a month or something, yeah, then you can exercise some self-control. But if you're a, a compulsive user, you're doing it three times a day, once a day, three times a week, whatever it is, um, that's a lot more difficult to overcome with just squeeze your fists together and hope that things change, hope that things are a lot better. That doesn't cut it. We have to do the work of processing why we're running to the addiction in the first place and processing the trauma behind the addiction which is very much the approach that I mentioned an episode or two ago with resources with trauma-induced sexual addiction, Dr. Michael Barta's TINSA book. So if you're interested, go look at that. But as we consider therapy, and as I talked about that and finding a therapist, and I mentioned it a ton in processing trauma, a lot of people get stuck. They don't know what to do. Well, what am I looking for? Where do I go? Or I've had therapy before and they did nothing for me. Most therapists are CBT or solution-focused therapists. Not bad. Cognitive behavioral therapy is is used in most therapy practices, and it has its purposes. Addiction's not really one of them. Yes, some people will say there is an addiction-based side of CBT. The problem with CBT is, is exactly as it sounds. Cognitive behavioral therapy. 
changing your mind to change your, your behavior. The question is, how do you change your mind, and where did the thoughts in the mind come from? You can do the cognitive triangle, thoughts lead to emotions, lead to behaviors, and go through that, but the question that doesn't seemingly get asked by these therapists is, where did the thoughts come from? So in porn, I'm unworthy of love is the thought. It leads to feelings of rejection, feelings of, of hurt, feelings of loneliness, which causes porn. That's the behavior, right? The behavior follows. So where did the thoughts of not feeling loved or feeling worthless or feeling worthy of being rejected or abandoned, where did those thoughts come from? Well, if we can just change some of our thoughts or our thinking patterns, then, then we're good to go. Easier said than done. CBT tries to through a behavioral way, and they try to by challenging thoughts and such, which can help, but not completely. Because if you've had this thought since you go back to seven, you were molested at seven, and you somehow internalized that shame and blamed yourself, CBT is not going to help you all that much. I'm just going to be honest with you. Behavioral therapy is not going to help that much. Behavioral therapy hardly helps with anything, as far as I'm concerned, strict behavioral therapy. Um, because you not, you're not really dealing with the root of the problem. Solution focus is great. I use solution focus too. We want to make sure we're goal-oriented. We want to make sure that we are seeking solutions and, and the idea of solution focus um, coming forward, which is a relatively new discovery, but it's, it's very basic. It's things like the miracle question. If you woke up tomorrow and everything was perfect, what would have changed? It's things like that that gets your mind thinking on where you want to go. Can be helpful. Most people know where they want to go. I want out of the addiction. I know what the problem is. The solution is difficult to come by. Solution focus can help some with that, but not a ton. What I would encourage people to do is to find a trauma therapist, somebody who specializes in trauma. Now, if you go to psychologytoday.com, right on the homepage of Psychology Today is find a therapist. And you can put in, I'm, I'm on the website right now, and you can put in your um, home zip code, and I'm just going to do the one when I live back in Colorado, and a number of names pop up. Well, okay, what issues do I want them to deal with? I want them to deal with, I can go to show more issues, but let's say um, there's sex therapy, there's sexual abuse, there's addiction. Uh, if I just went to an addiction therapist, a bunch pop up. Well, do they accept my insurance? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. What gender are they? Do I want them to be a specific type? Do I want to meet with men? I would encourage men to meet with men on this one. Um, I think men, I would not as a sex addict if you are a male sex addict, go to a female therapist. I would try to find a male who can help you through this because they understand the addiction, not just because of the threat that that potentially poses as a woman, you know, helping you, but from a listening point of view, you're much more likely to listen to a guy and a guy is much more likely to understand where you're coming from as you're describing the addiction. Women can theoretically grasp it, but they can't really physically grasp it because they're not men. They're not visually wired the way God created us. So I would choose a man, and I've had women come to me for sex addiction as well. I get it. It's an emotional thing. Women can help with men from the emotional perspective, but I would say stick with the same gender if possible, if you can find that. But then you can also choose types of therapy, and what you're looking for, again, is somebody who's trauma-focused. You can choose that on Psychology Today as well. You can go to somebody who's good with EMDR, brain spotting. I don't. I think that one is on show more types of therapy. You got to go to that. There's brain spotting. You can choose Christian counseling um, if you would like, and then I would choose again the EMDR, the brain spotting, the integrative or the internal family systems rather, um, somatic experiencing things like that. 
those types are very good for trauma. We want trauma-based work, somebody who understands what they're doing. Hypnotherapy has been shown to help in some areas, um, if, if that's something that you're looking to um, attempt. And somebody who also is attachment-based usually is good too. If you're going to just a strict CBT or even an emotionally focused, um, if you're going to a Jungian, if you're going to um, psychodynamic, psychoanalytic, things like that, all of that can help, but it's probably not going to do the trick if what you're dealing with is the trauma leading you to the addiction. There's more things you can set in there. If you do want somebody who is Christian, they have a, if you click on the more, they have a faith and you can choose Christian. That doesn't mean they'll be Church of Christ per se. If, so, if you're listening to this as a Church of Christ person, I get a lot of phone calls from people that are looking for specifically a Church of Christ therapist because they won't take me away from the faith. I understand where they're coming from, but that's not really the role of the therapist, to take you away from the faith. Their job is to help you through whatever you're working on. Make sure you're choosing the person who's available. If you're waiting for that Church of Christ therapist to show up while you're suffering in the addiction, maybe choose the guy who's a Christian. Maybe he's a Baptist, but he's a Christian. He believes in God, but he's also really, really well studied on sex addiction. Choose that one. Don't worry about the fact that he doesn't baptize for the remission of sins. Um, when you're dealing with sex addiction, that's not really what's on the table. You need somebody who understands the problem, who understands the addiction. So that's where I would go as psychology today, and I would look at the different therapists out there. Um, a couple of things that you're going to look for, though. First, they should have an initial session. Reach out to them. Ask them a lot of questions, a lot of, a lot of deep or difficult or whatever you want it to be questions on how would you handle this. If you're interested, if you're nervous about, man, will they know how to handle this? Will they know how to help me? Ask them some questions. See what they think. See where they're coming from. Ask about their faith. What would you do in this situation? If you're really nervous, if, if that's what you want. Most of the time when I get a, a phone call from somebody who's looking for therapy, they have no idea what questions to ask. Just, hey, this is my problem. Can you help? I say, yeah, here's how we can help. And I try to lay it out and I try to make them feel comfortable from day one. If you don't feel comfortable on that first phone call, it might be really difficult for you to take the next step forward. If you don't feel comfortable in the first session, I would say that's really tough. You want somebody who puts your mind at ease. Somebody who you look forward to showing up to session each week. If you get creeped out by somebody, if you feel like, wow, that's kind of weird, we don't connect at all, whatever it is, after the initial consult and the first session, you might consider looking somewhere else. It probably is not going to get better if you don't immediately have some sort of a connection where they put you at ease. Therapy is, is anxiety-inducing. It can be difficult. It can be scary. It can be a lot of things. It's okay to have nerves going into it, but make sure that you are a good fit with one another. That's why they have the consult. Am I a good fit for you as a therapist? Can I help you with the things that, that you need help on? And ask them about what do you know about sex addiction? What are your thoughts on porn addiction? You may get therapists, and this happens a lot, you may get therapists who go, there's no such thing as porn addiction. That's kind of a misnomer. There's, that's kind of made up. You may get that. Be aware of that and be willing to say, all right, thank you for your time. Click, go somewhere else. Go to somebody who's going to take this seriously and who understands that, yes, this very much is an addiction and that they can help. That's how you would initially look to find a therapist and a Christian therapist at that. If you do have any questions, thoughts, comments, whatever, give me an email, joewilkiecounseling at gmail.com. Find me at Focus Press. You can reach out to me there. But I'm very open and, and very happy to help in whatever way I can. 
to help set you up with the right therapist or to give you some tips or some tricks or some pointers on here's what you need, here's what you're looking for. Make sure they're trauma-informed if you have some things in your past that if, if the porn addiction started at 12, 13, 14 years old, yeah, you probably need somebody who's more trauma-informed than just CBT. If they're giving you really bad advice from the get-go and all they want to do is talk to you and tell you everything about about them and use a lot of their own personal experience to get out of it, I would also say that's not really what this is about. I always tell my clients, this ain't the Joe show. This ain't about me. It's about you. It's about your story. I want to know your story. I want to know what makes you tick. It doesn't really matter what my story was. I have a background of a decade in addiction. I bring that up occasionally, but this is not the anecdotal hour. So be aware of that as well. Does the guy talk your ear off? Does he allow you to talk? Um, Does he give you the opportunity? Does he ask all the right questions, basically? Does it allow you the opportunity to say what you need to say? Because if he doesn't, well, then you're going to have a tough time uh, connecting in therapy. I hope this has been helpful. Again, please reach out to me, joewilkiecounseling at gmail.com. I'm I'm open to um, help in any way that I can. If you do have questions about finding the right therapist, but I would encourage everybody. I think everybody needs therapy at some point. Don't let the stigma of therapy stop you from doing what you know you need to do if you're really struggling in the addiction and can't get out. I do find brain spotting, IFS, reparenting, gestalt, things like that to be the most helpful. That's what I use in mine. Somatic experiencing, I've heard great results from EMDR. There's great, it's a little slower, but it's great results. Look for things like that to help you process your trauma and somebody who specializes in sex addiction, whether a CSAT, certified sex addiction therapist, Uh, or just an addictions therapist, make sure that you're checking with them to know what they're talking about, about porn addiction and such. Again, thank you for listening. Hope this helps, and I will talk to you again next week.